Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. If you were to make a list today of the things that truly matter in life, I mean the things that are most important to you, what would be on that list? Well, immediately, of course, our family comes to mind. Uh, I hope your church comes to mind, the Word of God. Uh, there are so many things that mean so much to us. The older we get, perhaps not just in age, but in stage of life and maturity, Certain things matter less and less, and other things matter more and more. It's interesting, but if you read Philippians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul boils all of his life down to one thing. A business today might call it their mission statement. Uh, another organization may call it a purpose statement. But in reality, it was just the passion of Paul's life. It was the one thing he lived for. Uh, it's not a long list at all. As a matter of fact, there's nothing material on the list. Now, if I were the Apostle Paul sitting in jail writing to some of my friends, I think I'd have a long list of things that I would want them to pray for or perhaps a care package I'd like them to send and an itemized list of what I'd like to be in that package. But the Apostle Paul boils his entire life down to one thing. I mean, I read it to you, Philippians chapter 1, verse number 20. The Bible says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Now the next verse is a famous verse. As a matter of fact, it's the life verse of many people. It's a verse that's often quoted Verse 21 says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And we like to quote that verse and say, Oh yes, if I live, then I have an opportunity to please the Lord and to live for Christ. And if I die, I'm to be with Christ, which is far better, no doubt about it. And that's true. What Paul is saying is life is all about Christ, more Christ, and then eventually all Christ. But in reality, you cannot quote verse 21 without seeing verse 20. Because what he's saying is, whether I live or whether I die, I want one thing. I want Christ to be magnified. As a matter of fact, I've highlighted these four words in my Bible. I would encourage you to do the same. Philippians chapter 1 verse 20, Christ shall be magnified. And isn't that the message of all of Scripture? If you start in Genesis and read all the way through to the revelation of Jesus Christ, isn't that the message of the Bible? Christ shall be magnified. Isn't that the meaning of the gospel? That Christ shall be magnified. Isn't this the mission of the church? If I say, what does a church exist for? For one thing, that Christ shall be magnified. 
Isn't this to be the motive of the preacher? When I walk to the pulpit to give a message, it shouldn't be to magnify me or to magnify some idea or concept. No, it is that Christ shall be magnified. Uh, Isn't this the miracle of the resurrection and the ascension? Isn't this the mandate at the end of the age that Christ shall be magnified? I want to challenge you to do something. I want to challenge you to take Paul's purpose statement and make it your own. You see, the Apostle Paul met him on the way to Damascus, but thank God he never got over it. The sad truth is that so many people who have met the Lord Jesus and say they know the Lord Jesus, they've lost the wonder of that. They've lost the thrill of what it means to know and love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I still remember the day I trusted the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. I remember seeing my mother that afternoon and saying to her, I trusted Jesus today. I got saved today. Oh, I was so excited about it. What was I doing? That moment in my heart and with my life and with my lips, I was magnifying Christ. I was lifting up the Lord Jesus. And now all of these years later, I have to look at myself and examine my own heart and life and ask, am I still living for one thing? That Christ shall be magnified. You see, this purpose statement works everywhere. It works if you're standing in Philippi preaching, and it works if you're sitting in a Roman prison cell. If you don't believe me, ask the Apostle Paul. It works in every place, in every circumstance, on every day. One thing I must live for, that Christ shall be magnified. May I show you two or three simple thoughts about this truth? First of all, let me show you from this verse that the Lord is the only one being magnified. Paul's not drawing attention to himself. You know, in our narcissistic society, in our selfie generation, it is so easy to get our eyes fixed on us. And when we get our eyes fixed on us, guess what we do? We draw everyone else's eyes to us. And the way we live and the way we talk, uh, the things we post on social media, everything is about us. But friend, when this becomes the driving passion of your life, It changes everything because you want Christ to be magnified. A preacher by the name of W.E. Sangster many years ago in England was called on to pray. It was a huge gathering and there were thousands of fellow ministers there. And Sangster began his prayer and here's what he prayed. Lord, we don't mind who is second as long as thou art first. I like that, don't you? Colossians chapter 1 tells us the Apostle Paul writing to another church that in all things Christ is to have the preeminence. What's he saying? He's saying that Christ is to be the one and only. He is to be on a list all by himself. No one comes close to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, my friend, the truth is this. You magnify whatever is important to you. Whatever you're impressed with, that's what you talk about. That's what you magnify. Well, I want to say to you today, if you magnify the circumstances of your life, even if they're good right now, at some point they're going to change. And if you magnify circumstances, you're going to be discouraged. If you magnify others, you're going to be disillusioned. The Bible says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. If you magnify yourself, you're going to be disappointed. If you magnify things, you're going to be distracted. If you magnify this world around you, you're going to be distressed. But oh, my friend, if you magnify Jesus, you're going to be delighted. And not only are you going to find joy in that, but you're going to point others to the source 
and the origin of all true joy and meaning because in the end it's all about one thing, Christ shall be magnified. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey. Thank you.